Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult language and can get rather intimate. So grab a cocktail, find a safe place to listen, and make sure your kids aren't around. Hey, it's Garcelle Beauvais, and this is Going to Bed with Garcelle. Every episode, me and my rotating mix of girlfriends, some celebrities, some not, will be heating things up with provocative girl talk. Get ready. No topic is too taboo, and everything is grown and sexy. Tonight, I'm going to bed with comedian and creator of the hit game show, Smart, Funny, and Black. It's Amanda Seals. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> and Bevelations author, fashion expert, boss. I could go on and on. It's Bevy Smith. Hey, guys. <laughs> what is your drink of choice, Bevy? I'm drinking a Beverita. Oh, what's a Beverita? It is a silver tequila, fresh lime juice, a tiny bit of agave, and for sparkle and fun, champagne floater. <laughs> Why, of course. Amanda, what are you drinking? Well, I am actually on vocal rest and I'm only oh, taking a break to do this podcast. But otherwise, I've been completely silent and have to be for a month. So I am drinking tea. Okay. Wow. <laughs> First of all, thank you for making the exception for my podcast. And you sound really sexy. Because this is a healthy way for me to speak right now. Absolutely. And I didn't say I'm having a beer tonight. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of you as a beer girl. I do enjoy beer every now and then. Mm-hmm. Ladies, how do you two know each other, by the way? Oh, Amanda's my baby. I've been knowing my little Amanda for a long time. Right. And she is my peach. Do tell. You tell it, Amanda. You remember who introduced us? I really don't. It was Q-Tip. What? Yes. <laughs> you were a baby. Well, I, I've known you so long, I don't remember not knowing you. I know. Oh, that's really nice. Like, literally, like, I don't remember being in New York not knowing you. Yeah. Everybody knows Bev. Okay, ladies, I had a bunch of things to talk about, and we will get to them. But the revelation (laughs) that Niecy Nash is remarried, and not only remarried, she's remarried to a woman. I am beyond shocked. (laughs) Nothing shocks me anymore when it comes to human sexuality and relationships. And listen, Niecy Nash is a beautiful, vibrant sexy woman, and she mm-hmm. deserves to be loved up on someone who's going to love her right. So mm-hmm. if it's a lady that's doing it for bravo, Nisi Nash. I want to be loved up, but marriage is a big commitment. What do you want to say, Amanda, quietly? <laughs> I think it's really just whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. And I think you don't necessarily know what's going to float your boat until it's that time. I mean, I can tell you sitting here right now, like, 
I have asked myself, are you sure you're not gay? But I think ultimately, I don't want titties on my titties. And I think that's where we end up. Well, congratulations to them both, right? Yeah, congrats. Yeah. All right, Amanda, I was on your Twitter and you put out a tweet about loaning a man money and mm. seeing them <laughs> seeing them buying things when they haven't paid you back. Mm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I bailed them out of jail. Oh, that's huge. Even worse. That's huge. So I bailed him out of jail when he was down. Mm. I helped him pay his probation fees when he was down because he's an artist and I wow. wanted to... Help out. And for what it's worth, he had never demonstrated anything funny with money with me prior. He's the person who, like, pays you back within a day. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if you go out, you never spend money if he's with you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's not like he ever demonstrated any of these mm-hmm. types of things. But now he's, he's popping right now. Oh. oh, see? And you can obviously see that in this day and age where we yes. know everything, see everything. And this, you know what? It, it, what makes it worse even, Amanda, because he is popping, but he's popping during a pandemic. Popping he during is. a pandemic is adding insult to injury, mm-hmm. adding salt to the wound, mm-hmm. you know? I had a guy who I was dating a long time ago Asked me to borrow some money. Mm. That's weird. Yes. I felt like I'm going to see you differently if I do this. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's really where I was coming from. I agree. It's weird to ask somebody you just met for money. Yeah, I agree. And that's also how a lot of women get taken advantage of as well. I asked my mom, you know, we were just talking and my mother said, when you meet a guy and you're just Mm -hmm. going out with him, and he says, you know, you got your thing over here and I got my thing over here. We should combine our things so we could both save money and do well. My mother said, run for the hills. She's 92 years old. She's my smart woman. My mother said, woman. run for the hills. Absolutely. She said, because the only thing a man is supposed to want from you is a little bit of loving. Mm-hmm. She said that. She's 92. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a situation recently where I was trying to figure out percentages with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were... They were speaking in reference to, like, the amount of time that they had given to a project. They were like, you know, it's been, it took a couple hours of, you know, research. I'm like, yeah, but it took years. Right. right. Oh, yeah, that's always ridiculous when people want to negotiate your fee based on how much time you're going to spend. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You're not no. paying me for my current time. You're paying me for my wealth of time. That's yeah. right. You know, my craft, darling. My Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours, sweetie. That's what you're paying me for. (laughs) Amen. Let's get a little sexual here. Foreplay. (laughs) Foreplay, yeah. Do you need foreplay? Are we the only ones that need foreplay? Or do men need foreplay as well? I think men need foreplay. In my experience, they they like you to, you know, tickle something or tweak something. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I think they, they need foreplay, especially, I mean... I've dated a lot of Pisces men, which are the most feminine men of the, the astrological chart. I don't think oh I've ever Oh my God, dated they're like Pisces. really super into intimacy. Even if it is a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am scenario, they still want to have like, you know, kind of, you know, with you, I'm born again, you know, come bring me <laughs> your sweetness. You know, it's a lot of that nonsense. And you're like, so I just met you a half an hour ago at the club. Like, why are we having this theatrical moment? <laughs> you know what I mean? But then they suck you in because it is nice. You're like, oh, thank oh. you for rubbing my hair and rubbing oil on me and, you know. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir, that I just met. That's so funny. So, Bevy, what do you need for foreplay? 
Okay, so my perfect day, and I have mm-hmm. this in my book, Revelations, Lessons from a Mother, Auntie Bestie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shameless plug. In my book, I oh, say that I love an incredibly expensive dinner, mm-hmm. followed by a raunchy dive bar where I can make out with you in all sense of the word. Because I want you to woo me. I want you to seduce me. So that's what the dinner is about. We go to a fabulous dinner, but then I'm going to take you to one of my dive bar haunts where I know that they will not, you know, shun me because perhaps underneath the table, I'm giving you a bit of a hand job. Oh, okay. So that's a great way of foreplay for me. And by the way, you pay for the expensive restaurant and then I take you to the dive bar and you can have whatever you want. Because traditionally... If you're going to a dive bar, even top shelf is the, at the most $12. I'm a very cheap date as well. I mean, I'm cheap as in I'm not spending a whole bunch of coin. But I'm going to be nice. You know, I'm going to act like I'm magnanimous, but I'm right. not really. I'm petty and cheap. But, you know. I love that you have it all spelled out. <laughs> yes. Amanda, what do you need? The best foreplay for me is jokes. Mm. Really? So if we can laugh, we can do that anywhere. We could be in a car. We could be at a fancy restaurant. We could be at a, I don't know, at an observatory. (laughs) (laughs) If you can make me laugh, Mm -hmm. like that's that. And then just in like a specific physicality way, you have to pop me. You have to finger me. If you do not do that. It's, you're I'm, out. I'm going to, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. You like a but junior I won't high be at my school best. kind of love. You I like, like a junior, junior high school you know kind what? of romance. I never, I don't like a junior high school romance. <laughs> I like my vagina primed. <laughs> and I know yeah. how she works. Okay? Yeah. But, but I know that was how she not works. a criticism, by the way. You know what she likes. That was not a criticism. No, I didn't have all. any of that in, in, in middle school. No, you didn't? Okay, I, well. I had no, I, I was, I was Bevy. being made fun of for having mosquito bites. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's about the vibe. We can be in a car. We just had a nice meal, a couple of yeah. cocktails. And, you know, I pulled off the road and made out. Like, I love that, yeah. you know, making it sexy, you know, not yeah. just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So yeah. to me, that's, uh, you know, and a little fingering doesn't hurt nobody. 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 Never hurt nobody. But during Corona time, guys, you Ugh. know, if we're going to go out and see the people doing Corona sessions. There's no going out and see people. You're not going outside? She's not going on a date. People are dating. In Harlem, it's popping in these streets. Everybody's on dates. Is oh, it? everybody's on dates. It was hard enough to get on dates in L.A. before <laughs> Corona. Right, right, exactly. right, right. I'm with you, Amanda. I'm with you 100%. I mean, I've gone on three days with someone and then been like, wait, were these meetings? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you said that. If somebody says to you, can we meet for coffee? To me, coffee is not a date. No. Unless no. we're already dating. Right. And right? they don't say coffee to me. Right. <laughs> Let me get your opinion on this. I'm at a point, and maybe it's just a phase, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't even want to date. Like, I don't want to be one of many. Like, no. Mm. Like, I've done that, <laughs> yeah. and maybe I'll go back to that, because yeah. maybe I'll be in a space where I'm like, I have many. Right. But at this current, present time, I'm yeah. like, I'm not trying to just enjoy each other's company. Agreed. Okay. I've done so much of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no intention behind you it. You want a relationship. But then how do you get to the one-on-one dating scenario without, if you no, meet someone... No, I just someone, mean there needs to be intention. Like, I okay. don't need to meet someone and meet four other people at the same time. Okay. I can right. meet you... No speed dating And just for you. be dating yeah. you. Right. Yeah. 
And if we have three dates and we're like, okay, this isn't really it. Or if we have one date and we're like, this isn't really it. Mm -hmm. Fine. But I meet guys who are like, well, I've got two in the chamber. Oh, no. Uh You know what I'm saying? That I I don't really like like that, but they do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the, it's complicated. I say to a guy, are you dating anyone? And they'll say no. And I go, does anybody think Right. They're you dating you. Like, now you have to yeah, ask Yeah, but that. now there's other yeah. caveats. Yeah. Then there's also, are you fucking anyone right. yeah. consistently? Yeah. yeah. Because the other yeah. part of it is this. If you are and you're not with them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you will not be fucking me. Right. Right. Exactly. So if you're okay with that. Right. Then it's fine. But they are still pouring energy Real mm-hmm. energy into someone else. So if they're having it consistently with someone, there's probably some kind of connection. There's an emotional yes. entanglement. Right. And yes. then where does right. that leave you? Right. Mm. What about boundaries for rough sex? You have a safe word. My safe word is Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you have a safe word? So the guy knows he can't go further than this. You know, I don't go in for rough sex. If anyone's no? gonna if anyone's going to um kind of uh, initiate rough sex, it would be me. I, I, Because I like guys. I don't like guys with swagger. I don't like what cool do guys. What do you mean? I got enough swagger for all of us. <laughs> but we're we not going to have the swag off. <laughs> so <laughs> I need a nice kind of nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. I like a guy that's a, a lot more cerebral. If you're wearing Dockers and it's and, and you have a lot of money, right? You and I are meant to be like forever and ever. I love you. Okay, Amanda. What about you? Rough sex? No, I like a thug. <laughs> I mean, I do like a thug, but thugs rarely like rough sex. Well, I like a thug like. I don't like a no. thug man, but a thug like sex. <laughs> no, when you say you like a thug or cell, what does that mean? Like you know, I like. A roughneck brother in terms of like his his swagger in the bedroom. Okay. I like it rough, pull my hair, call me things. I love that. <laughs> like, call me names. I love call it. Me call me things. Yeah. Call me Miss Garcelle. No, I don't no. want to hear that. My kids' friends call me Miss right, Garcelle. Right, right. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, you know, not what you would think I'd like. I think on the outside, people would be like, wow, really? Yeah. Well, again, that's because people believe that you can, like, judge how someone likes sex or their sexuality based on looking at someone. Like, no, it starts back can't. with what we were talking about with Nisi. Like, right. I'm not really that surprised because who knows what people really like and what their interests are and all of that kind of things. You never yeah. really can tell. Like, for me, I don't like it rough unless I'm going to initiate it, but I don't like for men to ever get, like, brutish with me. Mm. And do you know I'm very old-timey in this way? I will not oh. go to your home, and you cannot come to my home unless I have intentions on having sex with you. I don't visit with people. And I don't allow people to visit with me because I don't <laughs> want you asking me for sex and me having to say no, no, no. And then you're still in my house. Yeah, and you're still in my house. Like, get out of here, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so I just rather not. So traditionally, if you're ever walking by my building and you see me coming out with a man, we were fucking. <laughs> Surprise, surprise, I have presents for you guys. My listeners have been a little obsessed ever since founder and CEO Laura DiCarlo was on the show and introduced us to the next evolution of pleasure devices with her award-winning product, Osei 2. 
It's an amazing robotic massager for blended orgasms because it simultaneously stimulates the clitoris and, I do mean and, the G-spot. I have to say, Osei and I have spent some quality time getting to know each other, and it really is a great way to explore your body and get to know all the ways to get you to a mind-blowing finish line. We did a giveaway for my listeners last week, but I just had to share it again. Anyone listening who's still thinking about it, I'm not sure what you're waiting for because you can buy Osei 2 or any other Laura DiCarlo pleasure device at lauradicarlo.com. That's L-O-R-A-D-I-C-A-R-L-O.com. Let's get real. Amanda, Amanda Seals. You mean like the real? The real. Let's get the real. Obviously, you have departed and now... I am one of the new co-hosts. <laughs> what do you have to say to me, Amanda? Good luck. <laughs> That's it. You're a great person for that space, though, because you just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're you're at a point in your life where your fucks have been gone for so long. <laughs> yeah. And you have a certain disposition where it's like the fruit of Islam. You just know how you can just part the ways with a smile. Well, thank yeah. you, you know, for and that. that is something yeah. that some of us take a while to learn. You know, I'm still learning the the mm-hmm. magic of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two kids. Mm-hmm. You just have a whole legacy in life already to mm-hmm. where it's like you're arriving on a vibration that's already higher than whatever bullshit they're coming with. So you're just wow. like, okay. Just right. make sure they pay you your money. Right. Thank yeah. you. Because Thank you for that. that is where all these places get us. The gotcha, gotcha. Oh, it's all so of it, true. especially also, I think, being black women, I think ev- all of it, all of yeah. it, this industry taking us for granted, mm-hmm. knowing our worth and yep. asking for what we deserve. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key to all wow. of it. This is interesting. What? what they do? Someone I don't know just mm-hmm. sent me $25. That was nice. On Venmo. Thank you. Wow. A woman. Wow. She said, dinner for yourself. I've learned so much from you and love following you. That's so it's amazing. the least I can do to say thank you and to stay strong. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. Wow. And we were just talking about money. So you right? attracted money into your life yes. just with that statement. Yes. Yes, millions, vision millions, boy. Millions. Yes, manifest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, manifest. <laughs> Ladies, are you both currently single? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you met your man... And you were madly in love and you were about to get married. Mm. Prenup? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no world mm-hmm. without it, right? At this yeah. point, I don't, I don't even think it's, there shouldn't be anything attached to it. Yeah, like, I, agree. I mean, I, I feel like it's literally just, just it's contractual. Yeah. You know, when I hire somebody or when yeah. me and a contractor work together, we mm-hmm. come to terms. Right. That's so, true. That's true. But that's why I don't feel like I would get married. Right. I think the reason why I can breathe the way I do yeah. and roll the way I do in life is because my mother has told me, who was married more than 50 years before my daddy died. Wow. She told me, you girls are just so fabulous. You just go out and you make all your money and you travel <laughs> and you just have the best time. And my mother said, and you girls, you know what? You need a little meal company. You go get yourself some meal company. But yeah, I don't worry about you not being married. I feel like for me, for the longest time, I'm like, I'm not going to get married again. I don't want to get married again. But since COVID and quarantine, I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm thinking about it. And a lot of my friends are single, independent, successful women, right? Whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera. Why is it that we still hold getting married as the ultimate thing that we feel? Right. See, my intention was when I secure my situation, my guy, Mm -hmm. I want to do a book called Marriage is Not the Prize. I think you should. Because you can't do it now as a single woman because then you look bitter. Right. Okay. People will never believe that you mean it because that's true. you're not bitter and lonely. They'll be like, mm-hmm. well, she's saying that because she ain't got nobody. Mm-hmm. So she's just trying to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that a woman like yourself who has been married, you've been to the rodeo. You've been I to have. the circus. You got the, the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. So you already know marriage is not the prize and marriage doesn't fix you. In my book, I talk about the fact that I spent so much of my time in my 20s and in my 30s trying to secure the situation. And it was only when I realized that I was going to have to have the job of making myself happy that Mm -hmm. I started really moving and changing my life in magnificent ways. How about that? I've had so many conversations with women who are like, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that I may not have a great love, but yet I can still be fabulous and love my life and fulfill and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I think for some women, it's a concession. But for some women, it really is like a... You know what? With further analysis, I've realized I don't need that. Like my mom reached a point where she was like, yeah, I'm good. She has a happy life, right? To my knowledge. Yeah, to your knowledge. But my mother and I are very different people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm a very like emotional, sentimental, you know, I also grew up in a single parent home. So I feel like I crave, you know, mm. the intimacy of... Yes. Just, you know, the one-on-one. The union. Yeah. The union. I get that. I also have father issues, Mm -hmm. you know, which is different than daddy issues because I'm an adult. Right. So they're mature. Mm. Right. I like the way you say that. They're refined. Yeah. (laughs) Father issues is when you can identify, oh, I am having separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. You are actually not a Mm -hmm. good person. I am feeling the separation, however, of the distance because I have been chemically trained since youth. Right. To yeah. attach oh my to God. Pain. We, girl, we could talk yeah. about this all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's the father issue. Father issues is when you can identify that and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. The next step is how you rewire. In my book, I do a whole chapter. It's called The Manhunt. I actually selected the college that I attended based on trying to secure a man. I also actually went into my career in advertising in part because I knew it was a fabulous industry in which to meet men and also a fabulous industry that was very impressive to the kind of man that I wanted to date and therefore marry. So I spent a lot of time being very strategic in that way. And the last person I was with, I would have actually married. It's such a blessing that I didn't because I would have never become a TV personality. I would have done a radio show. I would have never traveled the world. I would have never written a book. I would have never done any of those things at all. And not because he would have stopped me, but that was Mm -hmm. not our deal. Mm -hmm. He had a very big, prominent position in a very fabulous, glamorous industry. And I had mine in fashion and in advertising. You know, we Ah. would have had the 2.5 kids. We would have had the proper, you know, Two residences. It would have been the the moments, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would have never been fulfilled because what I do right now fulfills me. Not the Mm -hmm. shell of me, the real me, the core of me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I needed to be that. I see that. So it's a blessing. 
That is a blessing. Tony Braxton recently said that she wished she had yes. more sex when she was younger. And I felt sorry for her because I've had all the sex. And that's the Have reason you? why my book is salacious. I wish I had more sex when I was younger. Well, you know what? Yeah. Make it up now. Lou Duval told her to go out in the streets right now and get some. And I'm going to say the same thing to you. Go out and get yourself something. Get up, get out and get something. Okay? <laughs> not, not during Corona, but I will as soon as it's over. You want stories for when you get old. Mm-hmm. You want to oh, be like, you know, you're all right. I did was work all my life. And, no. you know, I was an accountant and it was amazing. <laughs> That's not going to hold you in the old folks home. What's going to hold you in the old folks home is, remember that? Oh, child, let me tell you what I did with X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and then I have a couple of celebrities in that list too, child. <laughs> Amanda, did you have a lot of sex when you were, you know, younger? You're still young. <laughs> I've had a good run. Have you? I've had a good one, yes. <laughs> I've had a solid run. Solid As, run. Like Bevy, I've had my share of celebrities. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say it wasn't until I was with somebody who had like made it their business mm-hmm. to like really drive it home <laughs> that I experienced like phenomenal sex. Yeah. But now I'm at a point where if it's not, if my heart isn't in it, like like, playing yeah, sex doesn't do cares. anything for me anymore. Yeah. Right. Which is really annoying. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You're in a different place mentally. Erica Mina recently said that she was upset that people called her man corny. Yes. Do we want corny? Or I like do we corny. Want... I've always liked corny. I don't know if I like corny, but I don't want the guy who's like showboating everywhere. I don't want him to be in the room making sure that he gets all the attention and has that's corny. too much swagger. That's corny. Is that corny? corny? That's corny that's as well. That's corny. There's different kinds of corny. Yes. To me, there's like corny and there's cheesy. <laughs> I don't mind cheesy. I love when you're cheesy. Like, like my ex, before he became a sociopath, <laughs> he was a cheesy, like he showed me his cheesy side. Like the mm-hmm. world don't know his cheesy side. Okay. Right. Is that world goofy or cheesy though? Is that the Whatever. same thing? Goofy, cheesy. Okay. So like I'm goofy. Like I feel like when your inner children can like converse. Yes, mm-hmm. yes ma'am. Yes, that, ma'am. that to me is beautiful. Yes. Now, corny is when you're performing. Yes. Yeah. And when your favorite song is Return of the Mac. That's my <laughs> least favorite song of all time. Well, of course it is. But that's a so corny, corny guy feels like that's his anthem. You're right. a cornball, sir. Right. It's the cheesiest. Right, right, right. Like, I can't believe you just said that because I really, that song is the corniest song of all time. And <laughs> it's I, the corniest song it. of all time. I hate me it too. so I know, much. I and one time, me one too. time when I was living in Harlem, I don't know if somebody got the drop on the fact that I hate that song, <laughs> but in the building next to me, oh no, someone opened a window. Yeah. Oh no, put that's that what we song do on repeat. <laughs> put that song on repeat for twenty four <gasps> hours. Oh wow, they must have known. They knew something, <laughs> right? And I they was like, something. "This is my hell." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever snuck a dick pic of your man and sent it to your girlfriend because you're either proud of it or you want to show it off or you want to... I used to have a whole book of dick pics. Babs, And my ex-lover found it and burned it. And I went out to the store and when I came back, he said, what kind of sick old freak are you? And I was like, what do you mean, sir? Why was he snooping through your things? You know how they do. That's my takeaway. Well, he had just bought me a soul from um, Amanda. So I guess he figured... He just bought me a sofa and he had given me a lot of money to go food shopping and stuff. Just, you know how that is. It was the 90s, Manda. And so, uh, You're and so, so he ridiculous. found my book 
of dickens. Why were you taking these pictures? And when were you taking them? When they were asleep? When they were in the show? Like when? I would take them. Sometimes I would sneak them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were Polaroids, by the way, which were fabulous. Ooh. I wish I still had them. I wish you did too. Sneak a Polaroid. That shit is loud as hell. Okay, it is That's loud. But you got to wave it on them. So, you know, I had this book and it was a magnificent book and I had done it with him and he thought it was only him. So when he found the book and there were probably 20 plus guys in there, he was very upset. It's devastated. Bevy, gay men love you. They do. Why is that? I think we are kindred spirits in a lot of ways. Harlem is the, the home of the original ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the original balls happened in the early 1900s, and it took place in Harlem. I didn't so know that. So I grew up very, very comfortable mm-hmm. with the LGBTQ community. And then I worked in fashion. So of, of course. course. There I go again. Mm-hmm. And so I just never had a lot of the hangups that other people had. And so I think that, you know, Game recognizes game, and you look them familiar, and they and they and the folks just and they love them and they, some bevy. And I love, and that's the reason why my book is called Lessons from a Mother, Auntie, and Bestie, because mother is my honorary title from all of my gay sons. So that's not for other people to use. Right. I have to explain that when I go on the book tour, because it really the mother part of my title is really for my gay sons. Oh, I love yeah. that. All right, are you ready for the Bonnet Chronicles podcast? Well, it's here. You know Tammy Roman from Basketball Wives, an actress or a comedian, but the Bonnet Chronicles is what she established on Instagram. And let me tell you, it is so much fun. She tells it like it is. She rants. She's got some amazing followers, Halle Berry, Taraji P. Henson, Tiffany Haddish, and me, of course. So Tammy is bringing the Bonnet Chronicles to the podcast. She has her husband, Reggie Youngblood, on. They're going to be talking about relationships, sex, all kinds of things. And every now and then, Tammy's daughters are going to drop by to give a young perspective on whatever topic they're talking about. So that should be fun. Nothing is off limits. You know how the Bonnet Chronicles go. So subscribe to Bonnet Chronicles podcast on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to your podcast every week on Wednesdays. Let's get into the nightcap. I have some rapid fire questions to ask you, ladies. Shaved or Bush? I'm Billy Bush. Are you Billy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm a low Caesar. Yes, yes, low Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Length or width? Length. <sighs> Length for me too. I would like to say too. in the middle. Yeah. But Length for me. Length for me as well. Okay. But I like a good girth. Oh, you do? I used to call one guy Arizona after the Why? Arizona iced tea cans. Yep. He was like an Arizona iced tea can. He yep. was so big. And he's, he's a well-known person. God bless wow. him. A lot wow. of people struggled with him. I wonder. I think I know who, but I'm oh, going to win. I think I know who. <laughs> um, quickie or marathon? I probably would go for a quickie. Yeah, I'd be okay with a quickie. What about you, Amanda? I'm fine with a quickie, but it depends on where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like at home, quickie. But if we're on like vacay, right? Marathon. Like let's be language. Yeah. Let's, let's make say, the most okay, of this. Yeah, let's savor it. Never have sex again, or never have internet again. Oh, <laughs> never have internet. <laughs> And the way you said that was like, oh, you never have internet. I lived without internet before, child. It's okay. You will get through it. <laughs> Amanda? 
Uh, she's really debating this one. You know I am because... <laughs> Amanda, you love a library. You spent all those years getting all those degrees. You love a good library visit. So you... Okay, so she needs the internet. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. <laughs> Drunk sex or high sex? High sex. I'd say high sex too. I don't think I've ever really had sex when I was high because I don't really get high. So. Oh, okay. Only <laughs> once. And I literally said, I've never felt like this before. <laughs> Okay, ladies, this is my favorite part of the podcast. This is where you get to highlight someone who's inspired you, made you laugh, who you just want to shout out. So we call it, who do you want to go to bed with? Bevy, who would you like to go to bed with? Oh, let's throw it to old Kehinde Wiley because he's one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he loves us. He amplifies Black beauty in such an amazing way. And I love that he takes people from everyday kind of mundane experiences and he paints them as royalty. I mm. love that. And he leaves them in their, their real state. So he'll paint a guy with Timberlands on and baggy jeans and he'll paint him like an, a Roman emperor. And I'm into that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Amanda, who would you like to go to bed with? You know, I mean, maybe this is kitschy, but... I would like to go to bed with everyone who understands that we have to vote Trump out of office. Oh, amen. That's who I would like to go to bed with. I toast to absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I get that, that. There are so many layers and levels to what needs to be done, and that mm-hmm. that is the first. Yeah. I think there's a lot of folks who have misgivings about Biden, about Kamala. Some are legit, some are not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change. No. You know, my, my college professor, she, one of my professors, Donna Davis, put on her Facebook today. She was like, um, crises are short-lived. Huh. Right. right, right. Like, right. this is not right. a crisis. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. in dire straits. Yes, we are. Bingo. She literally put, I don't know who needs to hear this, but crises are supposed to be short-term. Mm. This is not a crisis. Mm. We are in a political, physical, and psychic form of Armageddon. Let's not underestimate its severity. Absolutely. She goes on. But I just say all that to say, I would like to go to bed with everybody who understands that the immensity of that is real. Yeah. But that our power is also real. Yes. Yes. Tonight, I'm going to go to bed with Chadwick Boseman. Because he was a true Black superhero. Yes, he was. Not only on screen, but in life. I think the way he carried himself, he was so generous. I watched that man, you know, take selfies with a bunch of people and be so gracious and not like want to hurry them up or move them along to get to the next person. And the fact that he was, I'm getting goosebumps, the fact that he was battling this horrendous disease and at the same time having integrity and being generous and being given... We lost a really good one. We did. And when you look at his Instagram, you really understand it. When you like really dive deep into his Instagram, yeah. he was for us. He was about us yeah. at all times. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot to do with like, you know, he's born and raised in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He went to Howard University. HU, mm-hmm. you know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he was so black identified and he he was yes. he did his Oh, he was a playwright who who wrote plays about police brutality. And, you know, he just was a much deeper person than just an actor. 
Right. You know, he, he really Agreed. was. And he took that seriously. He was an mm-hmm. artist who was truly an activist. Yeah, and, um, I love that. I think everyone's being called to do that now. Anyone yeah. they can. You know? Absolutely. Ladies, thank you so much for going to bed with me tonight. Oh, I really you. appreciate it. I adore you guys. I love Amanda, you, thank you, especially for taking a break from your, you know, voice <laughs> rest go back to, silence. to join me. Yes, go back to silence. Bevy, you're amazing. I love you, Garcelle. I love you guys. You know, thank I'm you so, so much. You, and I'm proud of my Amanda too, my baby. Where can I find you guys? Where can people follow you? I'm at Bevy Smith everywhere. B-E-V-Y Smith. Like Smith and Wesson, since y'all love the Second Amendment, so you know okay. how to spell Smith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm Amanda Seals. Amanda S E A L E S. I'm not an actual. Seal. You're not actual seal, even though you clap really well. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are stupid, yeah, and I we love are. you. That, we're goofy. We're goofy. You're, you're goofy. There you go. Subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss this grown and sexy conversation. The After Party continues on my Instagram at Garcelle or on Twitter at Garcelle B. So make sure to follow me. Going to Bed with Garcelle is an Orion podcast produced by Orion Television, Radio Point and Beauvais Wilson Productions. Distributed by Podcast Nation. Concept by Garcelle Beauvais and Lisa L. Wilson. Hosted by Garcelle Beauvais, executive producers Barry Posnick, Garcelle Beauvais, Lisa L. Wilson, Alex Bach, Richard Corson and Daniel Powell. Co-executive producers, Janae Copeland and Cindy Levinson. Associate producer, Lene Sanders. Music is from Extreme Music. This show was edited and mixed by Radio Point. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.